and that's cool you got some you got two young wide receivers that you believe in i think hollywood brown actually is going to have a breakout year this year but it's not enough boykin is not working out so you have to draft again Devin Duvernay, yes, he was technically a third-round pick. I believe his pick was a, was a comp pick, so essentially a fourth-round pick, and he was like the 17th wide receiver taken. So you didn't really make an investment there, right? You 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 literally got what was left over. I think there were two or three more wide receivers drafted after him. That's not an investment, okay? And people love talking about the the depth in these wide receiver classes. This is the second time that you've had a historically deep class and Baltimore has gone middle linebacker in the first round instead of taking a wide receiver. Yes, 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 yes. It's the Lunch Break Hot Take with Jose and Rodney. Okay, let's talk about some T.Y. Hilton. So we touched on it a little bit on Wednesday's show. He was in talks with the Ravens, and apparently the Ravens were close to signing him. But at the last minute, the Colts swooped in and offered him a one-year, ten million dollar deal, and he took that. Now, we're not we're not going to bash the Ravens for this move. Um, T.Y. Hilton is just one of those wide receivers. That, yeah, like you don't really want to pay a whole lot of money for, and they were offering him a long-term deal too, right? Well, a multi-year deal. I won't say long-term deal. A multi-year deal and the multi-year deal i guess wasn't a wasn't as much as a one-year to a million dollar deal and most of these wide receivers only want a one-year deal this year so it makes sense for ty hilton and it makes sense for us not to offer more money so that within itself it is what it is i don't think that's really indicative of whether or not wide receivers want to play here i think it's more indicative of the ravens just dropping the ball on this whole offseason and trying to target a wide receiver because you put yourself in a position to where there's not many options left and you don't want to overpay for one of these type of players but what else can you do yeah um and i also think it's indicative of just the offseason in general uh you know the cap didn't go up as much as people were thinking obviously and so players aren't getting the money that they were expecting to get. And so, you know, like I said, everybody's looking for a one-year deal unless they're getting the money they were looking for in a long-term deal like Kenny Galladay. Right. Uh, I don't want to say that T.Y. Hilton's a shell of himself, but he's he's certainly not the player that he that he was a few years ago. He's got a lot of problems beating man coverage at this point in his career. And, you know, I don't think it was going to be a major addition to, to Baltimore anyway. But like you said, they, they've kind of left themselves with no good options here. Sure, sure. And you look at what he's making this year, $10 million. You know, you got to ask yourself. I know there's a lot of Ravens, Ravens fans that didn't really like the idea of Corey Davis coming here because you don't think he's a true number one. But look at where we're at right now, right? Anybody that we get isn't going to be a true number one. And... <sighs> Man, they may not even be a solid contributor, depending on who we get at this point. So, mm-hmm. you know, Corey Davis is a solid player. He's young and he signed for what? Twelve million dollars, 13 million dollars. Right. I mean, you can't you can't kick that out for a player of that caliber. The, that sounds about right for his caliber of play and well, his potential. Honestly, it's, it's 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 low. If you yes. really think about it, uh, Juju got eight, uh, you know, Nelson Aguilar, the the full value of his contract is eleven a year, about eleven. 
Uh, Curtis Samuel came in a little over 13. You know, I mean, these are guys who haven't put up huge seasons. I mean, Juju did early on. Yeah. But, you know, Curtis Samuel went over 1,000 total yards last year, not 1,000 yards receiving. Nelson Aguilar, we all know about his mishaps. He bounced (laughs) back last year, but he came in, you know, 800-some yards. Uh, And and Corey Davis is, yeah, he's in that group. He was uh, closer to 1,000 yards, and he kind of seems like he's ascending. But, yeah, you're getting a discount on all these guys. Uh, it's like we talked about with Kenny Galladay, 18 a year. Okay, you can look at that if you don't think he's a number one and say, oh, that's too much. But that's what those guys get. And he was the top receiver on the market. Uh, his last full season, he came in just under 1,200 yards, and I believe it was 11 touchdowns. you got to pay for that kind of production. No, exactly, because what Ravens fans have in their mind is a true number one, right, are players – you're talking about – the superstar level because they you know they think you got to be 1400 yards and and 15 touchdowns to be a true number one no that, that's not necessarily true no. and if you want that kind of production one like you said you got to pay for it and two you have to demand more from your coaching staff right you have to have a a more balanced at least a balanced attack or if not a more passing a passing oriented offense mm-hmm. so that's not really, I mean, what you have in your mind for, for that perfect wide receiver, we're not in position to get. So we need to get the best one available. And if we're not going to trade, if we're not going to sign one for agency, at this point, all we have left is a draft. And even in the draft, I'm not looking what everybody else is looking at. Everybody keeps saying Rashad Bateman or Terrence Marshall. One, I don't think any of those guys are going to be there when we pick. I, I, I just don't. This, this is this is another thing that we always seem to overlook when we see a wide receiver that we really like and we think he's going to fall to us. He gets taken way before our pick. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to have to do is trade up, trade up and get one of these guys. If you start to see one drop, trade up to get them. Don't try to sit where you're at and get who's left over. Well, the good thing for Baltimore is uh, in that scenario, they do still have Orlando Brown. Yes. who they can use as a major uh, uh, trading piece yeah. uh, to move up. But I, don't, I wasn't in favor of Baltimore going in the draft and getting a receiver, period, because they're bad at it. Yeah, They're very, very bad at drafting receivers, and I just don't want to go that route anymore. I wanted them, There were a lot of proven wide receivers available this offseason. They had an opportunity to get them, and they didn't. Yeah. Um, Jess Rybeck from the uh, – Athletic, is that what you said? Yeah. The Athletic, formerly the Baltimore Sun. Uh, he he tweeted out. He's tweeted out a couple of times. I've I seen him talk about this. That basically nobody has spent more draft capital than the Ravens have on wide receiver in the last two years, right? And he kind of you know just pointed at the fact that we spent a first round, a couple third round picks, fourth round picks. Um, you know, we spent some high draft picks on wide receivers, so we're put we're making the investment there. But that's a little disingenuous if we're being real about it, right? Uh, yes, Hollywood and Boykin, I would say we spent some high high capital there because we didn't have a second-round uh, draft pick that year. So he's, we spent our first two picks that we had available on wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. You got some. You got two young wide receivers that you believe in. I think Hollywood Brown actually is going to have a breakout year this year. But it's not enough. Boykin is not working out. So right. you have to draft again. 
Devin Duvernay, yes, he was technically a third round pick, but I believe his pick was a, was a comp pick. So essentially mm-hmm. a fourth round pick. And he was like the 17th wide receiver taken. So you didn't really make an investment there, right? Nah. You, you, you literally got what was left over. I think there were two or three more wide receivers drafted after him. That's not an investment. No. Okay. And Pro- people love talking about the, the depth in these wide receiver classes. This is the second time that you've had a historically deep class and Baltimore has gone middle linebacker in the first round instead of taking a wide receiver. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Have we gotten T Higgins? That would have been a big investment. Mm-hmm. And that would and, and have made a big difference uh, in what's going on right now. Yeah, we wouldn't be talking about wide receiver right now. No, we wouldn't. We wouldn't. So, yeah, you could say, yeah, we spent a lot of draft picks, but – that's it's not good enough. You didn't really you didn't really put a lot of effort into that. And you didn't you're not hitting on these picks. So it doesn't yeah. matter. It it doesn't matter if we spent all first round picks. If they're not working out, they're not working out. You still have to fix the position. Yeah, because you know, you can make that same argument on edge rusher. Um, they spend a couple seconds and three thirds if you count trading the third for for Ngakwe. You still need a couple of edge rushers, though. <laughs> That's so, true. No, nobody's saying, hey, uh, you know, we, we spent the picks there. So, you know, don't worry about it. And and by the way, this, this just brings me back to, to John Harbaugh uh, talking about, oh, you know, if you care about your catches and, and touchdowns, you know, you can go other places. Do y'all want running backs who don't care about getting their carries? Do y'all want right. edge rushers who don't care about getting sacks? Why do you want receivers who don't care about catching the ball? Right. Um Yes, this word diva when it comes to wide receivers. We don't want any divas here. Divas don't fit in here. Why? Like B said, you don't want a wide receiver that cares about making plays, getting you know, making catches, getting the ball. Uh, why? Why don't you want that? Like you don't want a wide receiver that wants to catch the ball in the playoffs to make that play in the playoffs because what John Harbaugh is saying is. Hey, I just want wide receivers to come in here and block because we're a running team, right? Mm-hmm. But then when we get to the playoffs, he does something different. Yeah. Right? Why are we throwing the ball 60 times in the playoffs, right? In a Tennessee game? Why? I mean, I don't even think we ran the ball that many times in, in the Buffalo game that we lost this year, right? So why are you switching it up when you get to the playoffs? That tells me that you don't really believe in the run game like that. Right. If that's if that's what you do, and you're saying, hey, this is the, the type of offense we play, then play it, especially yeah. when you get to the playoffs, because now you're playing the top teams. OK, you're playing yeah, the top they, teams. Yeah, go ahead. They, they, they know the run game doesn't work like that in the playoffs when you are playing top offense. Exactly. Exactly. You, you, know, you, you get behind and you can't catch up. Mm-hmm. So See, the thing is, Baltimore is built to play from ahead, but they're not built to score points. So right. what right. are we doing? Yeah. And yes, um, that's that's another thing that's been floating around. You know, we're we're like the top scoring offense the last two years. And yeah, in, in the regular season, we really run up to score against bad teams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we do a great job of that, right? Because you can control the, the clock and you can run up and down the field on bad teams. But when you get to the playoffs and you play good teams, what are we averaging in the playoffs? 13 points. Mm. Would you look at that? <laughs> when you have to play good teams, we don't average that, that many points. So our offense isn't as good as advertised. Okay. No. Um, the Chiefs, when they get to the playoffs, they put up all the points. Okay. Yes. 
Now, they got shut down the Super Bowl. That's another story. But hey, it was still the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's a real offense. That's a real threat. That's a team that can score on you at will whenever they feel like it when healthy. But we don't have anything like that. And Harbaugh going out there making those comments. Listen, Harbaugh doesn't run this team. Okay. Eric DaCosta is the GM. Eric DaCosta makes personnel moves. Harbaugh going out there puffing his chest. Oh, you know, I'm not going to beg anybody to come here. Well, it's not your job to do that. That's Eric DaCosta's job to go and ask players to come here and either take less or, you know, buy into the system. But you running your mouth doesn't help at all. So yeah. you need to shut up. Right. Just don't talk. Just don't talk. Say your standard. Um, yeah. You know, we'd love to have have a player here. If they want if they want to come in here and, and, and fit in. That's great. But, you know, that's how he gets. He gets, you know, like he has a big ego. We talk mm-hmm. about, you know, oh, we don't want somebody in here. That's a diva. And just, you know, it's going to demand the ball. Your coach is a diva. <laughs> you know, like like John Harbaugh is a, is a diva. Like he wants to be he he wants to be the top dog in the room. All right, mm-hmm. so that's what's holding holding us back right there. So, look, I know it's it's everybody's big on firing Greg Roman, and we are too. But more so than anything, it's get rid of the whole coaching staff, right? Like me and B don't talk much about everybody else. You know, I mean, we've letting you know we we don't we're pretty much done with Harbaugh, but. The whole staff to get rid yeah. of them, get rid of them, because even Wink Martindale, like Wink Martindale really skates from all this stuff. Right. But listening to people talk about how we need Brandon Williams, we need one person to stop the run. Otherwise, we can't stop the run at all. Mm-hmm. What does that tell you about your defensive coordinator? Yeah. All right. Um, I brought up the point earlier that edge rushers, what's the point of have, having edge rushers, good edge rushers in our scheme. We blitz like, what, 50% of the time? What does and, it matter? And, and it doesn't matter who you have. That's who he is. He's going to continue to blitz. Right. Yeah. It's, it's not a matter of, well, we blitz because we don't have the edge rushers. No. that's Like we like said, that's just what he does. And no matter who we get in here, he's still going to do it. Well, and, and they're first in the league in sacks uh, from blitzes over the last couple of years. So it's yeah. fine, right? You know, why do you need edge rushers? Right, right. So even now, uh, I don't see it as a big need. Just get some guys out there. You mm-hmm. know, get some guys out there. Um, you want to stop the run, continue to stop the run. You got Clay Campbell. You got you got Brandon Williams. They're back this year. You brought back Derek Wolf. All right, just go out there and, and do that. And when you need to get to the quarterback – Send your blitz. Don't put any more money on that side of the ball. So Sammy Watkins, he's still out there. Mm-hmm. Okay. We brought him in for a visit. They said it went well. They said they're interested in signing him. He went to the Colts. Obviously, that didn't work out. So he's still there. What are we waiting for? Uh, I imagine they're waiting for a receiver who's willing to accept their offer. Because yeah. that was the problem with Sammy Watkins. They probably offered him too little money. Yeah. Well, it's time to go back and say, what's it going to take to get you signed? I don't want to play around this anymore. Let's just get it done. You opened up some money, right? You mm-hmm. made Brandon Williams and Clay Campbell take pay cuts. So what was that for? Was it for a pending trade? Well, what's the trade? When are you going to get that done? Because if you're waiting until the draft... Things may not work out the way you want to work out. 
and Sammy Watkins may be gone by then. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you want Sammy Watkins, sign him. He's not gonna he's not gonna he's not gonna cripple your cap room. <laughs> right. Say, what is it gonna take to get get you in here? Get him in here, and then you still gotta draft the wide receiver. Like you have to really put effort into that side of the ball if you want to see some things change. And guess what? Throw the ball. Nobody is limiting how much you you can throw the ball except for you. So to say, oh look, we yeah. just don't throw the ball that much in this offense. You can do that. I, yeah, I don't. I don't want. I just don't want to hear it anymore. Like I, I hear people talking about, oh well, you know, they're not going to get enough targets for an Allen Robinson or a Kenny Galladay. They'll complain. I don't care. I do not care, man. The the number of times that you throw the ball is in under complete control of the Baltimore Ravens. Sure. It's under control of Harbaugh and Greg Roman. If you bring in an Allen Robinson or a Kenny Galladay and they don't get enough targets, fire your coaches. I'm tired of it always only being on the players. The coaches never get any blame. Oh, we can't get rid of these guys. Get them out of Baltimore if they cannot adjust and quit running their antique offense. Right. If your offense is hindering your ability to get talented players, <laughs> fire the coach that's responsible for that, man. Fire the coach that's responsible for that. They should have never let Greg Roman come back. EDC should have said, listen, your friend is out. How about you? You're like, look, we're not firing you. You can stay. Your friend is gone. We're going to bring and, in somebody and I, yeah. that's going to run a different offense. And I don't want to hear who you're going to replace him with. Hey, I mean, uh, Baltimore's old friend Marvin Lewis can make the playoffs and lose. He yeah. did it all the time in Cincinnati. <laughs> so I don't yeah, want to hear yeah. it. Well, I'm not talking about Harbaugh. I'm just talking about the offensive coordinator. I was talking about well, I'm, Roman. I'm talking about Harbaugh, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, because at this point, it's his fault. I mean, listen, you and I would have fired Harbaugh already and brought him beyond me. That's, I mean, that's that's the move we would have made, but they really should not have let him bring back Greg Roman this year. I can understand them not wanting to fire Harbaugh, right? I mean, you made it to the second round of the playoffs, and maybe they say, okay, we'll give you one more chance, mm-hmm. but that chance is gonna is gonna come with another offensive coordinator. Well, yeah, my my thing is, yeah, okay, you're not gonna fire him. They won a playoff game. We got to the second round. Yeah. I'm saying it's on Harbaugh now because you're out there actively hurting their chances of bringing in more talent on the offense. Yeah, you're 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 refusing to change, either refusing or incapable, and you're out there, you know, hindering Eric DaCosta and doing his job. So yeah. you have to go. It's on you. Nobody made you do that. Right, right. So I mean, look, they're not saying it publicly. They're not going to say it publicly, but he is on the hot seat. I, I do believe so. I, I do believe so. Um, everything that's going on this offseason, I'm sure they're all frustrated. And Roman needs to be frustrated too. Like, damn, man, like you couldn't bring in anybody from me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because any talent that you're going to get now that's going to make a difference is going to have to come in the draft or if you pull off a trade. And honestly, if you're relying on rookies to really come in here and make a major contribution, you're in trouble. Yeah. You're in trouble. Like we don't pick high enough to get those kind of players. We have to get lucky. Maybe, maybe two of the rookies that we get this year will make a big impact on the team this year. This year. We can get I mean, even if we have a good draft class, only two of them will really be ready to go out there and make an impact on this team this year. Mm. So that's not <laughs> we're not we're not in good shape. We're not in good shape right now. So they're going to have to really uh, revamp 
their offense, really change some things that they do out there and pray that just Lamar elevates his game even more, which I think he will. To be honest, I, I think they're going to get lucky again because not 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 the team. I'm talking about the coaching staff. I think mm-hmm. Lamar and Hollywood, I mean, they put in the work. They have a very strong work ethic there. I mean, you can see them on IG all the time working out and working out together. So they're putting in that work. You know, Lamar is uh, is, is working with the quarterback uh, coach. So he's trying to improve himself. Hollywood's trying to improve himself. I think both of them will come back this year and have big years for them. So that's going to help them out. But ultimately in the playoffs, I think if they don't make any real changes, they'll be out in the first and second round again and again and again. Lunch breakers and takers. If you like what you hear, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review. And if you'd like to support the show, you can check out the links in our description for merchandise, or you can visit patreon.com slash show for extra content. Also, don't forget to check out our website at www.lbhtshow.com. And make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at LBHT Show. And thanks for spending your lunch break with us. We'll see you next time.